0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. So today, I want to continue on the line that I've been ministering uh, simply because, pardon me, I apologize, uh, pulpit etiquette is that you don't bend down and uh, pick up something. But I did. Are you blessed this morning? Are you ready for the word? Put your hand together and thank God in advance for what he's gonna do in your life through the word of God. I am, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to minister for just a brief moment, and I I wish I would have received this teaching, this lesson, when I first got saved, Um, when I first gave my life to Christ. uh, It would have saved me such pain and misery, uh, because for some of you who don't know, you can be saved and be miserable. Okay, that side didn't get with it. But you can be, you can be saved, or born again, and be living a miserable life. And uh, because I wasn't taught these truths that I've been teaching you and will teach you today, uh, let me help you, because some people think you come to church to dance and shout, and that's okay. Uh, you, you don't even come to church to get saved. The, the saints, the, the Christians, the believers should be winning unsaved people to Christ all week long on the street, on their job, in the neighborhood, in the supermarket. You, you come to church to receive the word of God so that you can change, be transformed into the image of Christ. You come to church to obtain knowledge about who you are in Christ so that you can walk in victory. Can somebody say Amen. And so not knowing this particular truth, I thought as a youngster, once I got saved, that I would lose my desire to do ungodly things and uh, only to discover I still had a bent to want to do ungodly things. So the devil would jump on my shoulder and would tell me that I didn't get all the way saved. Or that I didn't really get it. So the preacher would extend an invitation on Sunday to get saved. I'd come down again to get saved. Thinking that if I got saved enough. That these thoughts and desires and things that I was doing would fall off. And so I would answered all the calls over and over and over because I'd come to church the preacher would preach and I'm telling you I would have swore that he followed me this weekend and was waiting for me on Sunday so I would feel guilty and I'd come and answer all the called again and then a few days later I'm back doing some of the same things that I thought getting saved delivered me from And so if you're not careful, the enemy gets involved and he messes with your mind. And some people, even in church, start displaying characteristics of being schizophrenic. Because they shout hallelujah on one day and a few hours later act just like the devil. Say amen to the truth. And so it can be confusing, particularly to our children. When they come to church and see us act churchy. Then get in the parking lot and hear us cuss. It can be confusing to the mind of your children. To see you dancing and rejoicing, speaking to everybody in church and then go home or get in the car and they watch you not speak, mom and dad, to one another. And so they become confused about what real Christianity is. Say amen. And so if I am really born again, why am I still fornicating? And if I really have the victory, Why am I still smoking cigarettes? Now, that's an easy one because you can't put on enough cologne. Plus, your lips are black. You know, because you can't burn your lips and everybody can't see it. There's not enough lipstick you can put on unless you put on black lipstick. But why are we doing these things? Why do we have these thoughts when we say that we're saved? How can you be saved and battling with a spirit of lust too? Saved and hooked on pornography. Come on, say amen. Amen. Or you make me preach on pornography. So how can we really be saved and declare that we have victory and live such a defeated life? If everything belongs to God and God is our father, what kind of father would he be to have all of what he has and you be broke? Oh, what do they call a natural father Uh, who doesn't, who doesn't take care of his children? I didn't. <laughs> did, did I hear right? Sound like she said an idiot. She said what? Idiot. Oh, sound like she said an idiot. That too. But she said that we we call that person a a deadbeat dad. Well, if a natural man doesn't take care of his family and he has the wherewithal to take care of his family and he chooses not to take care of his family, you said we call him a deadbeat dad. In other words, you're saying you're not judging the father based upon how he looks. You're calling him a deadbeat dad because of the way his children look. So you get no joy out of him being pristine and his children are raggedy. You get no joy out of hearing him boasting about his accomplishments in academia and how many alphabets are after his name when you see his children and they're hungry and raggedy and destitute. You don't care nothing about his, his accomplishments. You don't really want to hear anything he has to say because his children is null and voiding anything positive that he has to say about himself. How can you be so blessed and not pay child support. I've never understood that. And I've had to pay child support. And it's not fun. And it doesn't come around once a month. It comes around every week it seems like. But but I had to do it and I needed to do it because my son didn't get here by himself. But I heard men tell the mothers, uh, I don't have it this month. Or just give her some change. This, this is all I got left. Yeah. Here's a little bit to help. You know, here's $50 on the $110 pair of tennis shoes. How can you tell a woman who's got your child First of all, why does the government have to make you support your child? Well, Pastor, uh, I had the child out of wedlock or whatnot, and I got married, and, and my wife now, she doesn't particularly get care about, you know, you know what I have to do financially with, with my, my son or my daughter that I had before I married then you shouldn't have married her. Then you shouldn't have married her. And I would tell that woman to get saved. Because if you got the love of God in your heart, why would you want your husband now, who had a life before he got a life with you, not to take care of his responsibilities? Why would you get mad on that? Suppose you and him, you have a baby. Do you want him to do you like you're telling him to do his child he had before he met you? I'm preaching to somebody. You need to stop being selfish. Because how he treat that child... It's only a reflection of how he will treat you if you don't make it. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.